Welcome to the first episode of 2021 of the On Call Empath. I hope you guys had a wonderful New Year's and you're ready to tackle 2021. Uh, I want to start off this year on a positive note um, and I wanted to bring in someone particular that can give us some feedback on how to start off this year on a positive note. I know a lot of us start the New Year's resolutions and then after two or three weeks we just like okay whatever and throw it away but I'm telling you that can be done once you make uh, some time and you really focus on what you want this year. Uh, My next guest Lisa Latimer is a self-awareness coach. She's really passionate about what she does. She's an author, self-awareness facilitator, And she basically helps people deal with fear, gaining clarity, create fulfillment. She's been through narcissist abuse and she's going to actually tell her story on how she started off all in a uh, place, in a very dark place, and then turned her life around. Uh, Hopefully it's going to inspire a lot of you uh, out there that are uh, maybe still uh, suffering the effects of the pandemic. Um, It's not an easy time and I'm glad that she's going to be coming on my show today to kind of talk about all the different things from, you know, how we look at social media and comparing our body image and what we see and try to mimic it. So it creates a lot of, you know, insecurities and with so much going on in the world, we're stuck at home. Hopefully this uh, this year things are going to slow down a little bit and we'll be able to kind of recover from last year. And for some year, some people, it's been the best years of their life. And for others, it has been the worst experience that they've ever had. They lost their job, their homes, and they basically are broke. So whatever situation um, someone might be listening is in, I think you're going to get a lot of value in it and uh, put perspective into things going into 2021. And finally, since this podcast has grown so much, I want to keep this going. If you can take just a moment of your time to rate me on Apple iTunes or just share this uh, episode, it really helps me out and keeps me going and motivated. And I got a lot more guests that are going to be coming on this year. With that said, let's get started. Hey, welcome for joining me on the On Call Empath Show. I'm Raj Mantaj. I created this podcast for all the empaths and highly sensitive people out there that want to find a safe space where they can come to and know that they're not alone. Each week, you can expect an expert guest to share their knowledge and expertise. So come with me on my journey and let's grow together. And remember, you're never alone. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. Happy, happy new year. Welcome back to the first episode of 2021. I have a very special guest today, Lisa uh, Latimer. This is definitely an episode to start the new year off right. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Raj. (laughs) Good. Hey, you know, how was your new year? I hope, uh, do you have any new, new year's resolutions? Oh, I, you know what, this is the second new year that I ditched the resolutions and I'm (laughs) going with like a word, maybe a vibe that I want to create and just keeping that in in, like the front of my mind with every decision that I make. (laughs) I hear you. I mean, I, I used to do the new year's resolutions, but I'm like thinking like, 
you know, if, why do we have to do it every year and reset? I mean, I try to just do something, stick to it the best I can. Right. That's just me. But I've spoke to a lot of people that are doing New Year's resolution. And I think this episode is going to help a lot of people start off the new year right, especially with a lot of stuff that you've gone through in the past. Um, uh, definitely, I'd like to kind of hear your side. And um, if you don't mind just telling us a little bit about you and how you got started in, in all of this. Sure. So um, I kind of refer to myself as a battle-tested empath. <laughs> um, and that's because I, I went through over 10 years of narcissist abuse relationships, starting from 16. So I was pretty young and going to about, you know, 28, 29 years old. And I've I've finally gotten to the point where I nailed finding that area that so many of us struggle with, which is finding or defining that line between being the bigger person, you know, where that begins and being, where that ends rather, and where being a doormat begins. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like so many people, I've been through, you know, some rough patches. And when I thought about it and I was coming up with like the kind of premise of what I wanted my book to be about, and everything really boiled down to self-awareness. And when mm-hmm. I started thinking about that, I said, you know what? People really don't speak about self-awareness enough. So I wound up writing my book about it. And in my coaching, um, I decided to focus on self-awareness. So I'm like a self-awareness coach slash um, advocate because mm-hmm. I believe that about 99% of our problems really stem from just lacking self-awareness. Yeah, I agree. And I know you're definitely passionate about what you do. And, you know, you have that empathetic side. Empaths out there that are tuning in today could definitely relate with you. Um, But I just want to start off by asking you, you know, why is building self-awareness the focus um, in your life? Yeah, you know, most the the huge kind of connecting factor with most of my clients is that they come to me because they feel stuck. And there's this, this loop that's on repeat in their mind that says, there's got to be more than this, you know, so they're, they're settling essentially. And and so many of us settle in one or all aspects of our life. So we know when we're settling, but starting to kind of unravel what we've tangled ourselves up in leading to that point seems daunting. And the, the way that we start to become raveled in all of the confusion is because we don't, go beneath the surface and discover more about ourselves, who we are at our core. So I work with my clients to really build self-awareness because you need self-awareness in everything you do. And you were just talking about like New Year's resolutions. You also need self-awareness when you are setting goals. You know, you need to be able to understand, okay, is this a goal I'm setting because it resonates with my heart and my spirit? Or is this like, ego-driven goals. So self-awareness really is at the heart of everything that we do in life. And I agree 100%. And, you know, especially being an empath myself, and I I basically, you know, reach, you know, I get emails from people uh, saying that one of the biggest things that they have issues with is negative self-talk. And I have that issue too. And I I don't know, I mean, I've been working on it and, and it's really uh, very challenging, especially being an empath that you're always absorbing other people's energy, people pleasing. Right. Um, what, what is the connection between self-awareness and self-talk, would you say? Well, you have to be self-aware of your self-talk, right? So a lot of us operate on this level where we're not even aware that we have this kind of internal dialogue going on. So like, for example, if you say for lunch today, I'm going to grab something healthy and you go to lunch (laughs) and by the time you're done downing like 
your Big Mac and your extra large fries. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Like, how did this happen? That means that you're really not tuning into that internal dialogue because somewhere in there, right? Something happened. You made a wrong turn. You went in the complete opposite direction. And there was a dialogue, believe it or not, that took place within you that got you there. So we just run on this continuous loop of, oh, this isn't where I meant to be. This isn't what I wanted to do. And we don't connect the dots because there is so much that goes on in between that. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And with that said, I know a lot of people, especially going into the new year, um, they have this big dream. They have a pipe dream. Mm -hmm. um, and some people are like, okay, I'm going to make this much money. I'm going to lose this much weight. And by, you know, by the end of the month, they're basically back to square one and, yep. and they just kind of give up on that. Yep. Uh, do you think that that's more of even like unrealistic goals that they they choose in the beginning, that they do something so big that it's without taking it in chunks. Mm -hmm. How would you explain that? Let's say I come to you as a client right. and I, I have all these like things that I want to do. I have a vision board and, and I, and I have all these dreams mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm telling you like, I want to be like a NBA player or a singer or something huge. Right? right. Uh, what, what would you tell me? Like if, if I haven't done any of the work or, you know, it's just something that I think in my head, what, what could you tell me to, kind of get me on the right track? Well, first of all, and I'm glad you mentioned vision boards. Um, I, I have a love-hate relationship with vision boards, <laughs> um, believe it or not. A lot of times I find with clients, they become this just pretty reminder, kind of like a school project of things that you meant to do. And a lot of time, the vision boards, when I made my first one, I was cutting out pictures of women dressed in couture high fashion. I dressed wow. in sweatpants. <laughs> like that's just right. not me. So with vision boards, we have to get beyond the look of things. Again, that's more ego driven and get into the feels of things. How do you want to feel? So a lot of times when someone hasn't, um, you know, committed to a goal. And one thing I do in my goal setting course is number one, who is that goal for? If that goal is more of a, you know, if it resonates higher with coworkers or if it would resonate higher with your family than it does with you, then you need to possibly rethink your goal. I've been wanting six pack abs for 30 years. I'm 42. Guess what? I still don't have them. And what it boils <laughs> down to is that my ego, I would love to be on social media flexing with six-pack abs. You know? <laughs> my husband doesn't really care, but I, I would feel really yeah. impressed with myself if I could you know, dress in a tight little number and show off some abs to him. But what it comes down to is that's not something that really speaks to my heart and soul. So right. one, you have to be self-aware about how you feel about your goals. Then you have to be self-aware in how you break down and approach those goals. If you work six days a week, you're not going to get to the gym six times a week for two hours. Exactly. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you got to make it realistic. And that leads me to the next thing. I know, uh, you know, self-esteem is, is something that, you know, you definitely understand and you've been through quite a lot in your life. I know that, I mean, you worked at strip clubs at one point yeah. and, uh, you had low self-esteem and insecurities, but now you've basically turned your life around and you're helping other people. Can you just kind of tell us exactly from like where you were and mm -hmm. then how did you get to where you are today? Because I think, that perspective can give people out there um, some hope that, you know, 
doesn't matter what you were doing in the past. Mm-hmm. It matters what you're doing today. Oh, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I worked on and off in strip clubs in my early 20s. And it was one of the best learning experiences, not when I was actually going through it, but in hindsight and reflecting. And I was at that time really manifesting the traits of a woman in narcissist abuse relationships, right? The low self-esteem, crippling fear of failure, never trusting my own instinct and always showing up for others, but consistently letting myself down. So at that time, I really thought that the best thing that I had going for me was my bra size. And as as funny as that sounds, or as pathetic as that sounds, you know, I was that lacking in self-esteem and self-awareness at that time. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even good enough, uh, you know, that good at what I was doing then because I looked at every other girl around me and I felt like they had a beauty that I just didn't see in myself. So life at that time was just a constant feeding of my insecurities. Now, how I got from that to where I am now was simple yet hard. I started getting outside of my comfort zone. I started showing myself what I was capable of. And the only way that we prove what we are capable of to ourselves is by getting out there and doing the things that we never thought we would do or that maybe other people told us that we could never do. It's by challenging yourself. Yes. That's very, you know, insightful. I think a lot of us, especially the empaths, highly sensitive people, mm-hmm. we tend to, I don't know, uh, I, the ones that I've uh, come across and even myself, I know that we go through these cycles. I mean, we get really pumped and we try, we're on a roll mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we fall off the wagon and we're like, okay, we're no good. We're going to start eating. We're going to start, you know, doing all these things that are that are not good for us, right. drinking or addiction. And then it just spirals out. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, especially in the beginning of the new year as the first episode, because I think this is going to set a tone for a lot of people out there that are trying to change their life um, in the new year and not look through social media lens and see that six pack abs that you were saying or, you know, that's all a facade. And I, I think we... You know, I, at least for me, I, I I used to look at that and and try to compare myself to my self worth to somebody on uh, social media, like and see how successful mm-hmm. they are. What yeah. is your take about envy and looking at people and jealousy and being like, hey, you know, I'm just gonna be miserable and put this person down because I can't be like that, or something happened in your childhood where you're just holding you know, something on your shoulder all your life and you're just not happy. What would you say to somebody that's, that's kind of looking to social media for, or the meet or other people for, to define who they are? Right. Well, that is where we get into the, that's actually kind of goes back to like the whole thing of like inner child trauma and healing that inner child. We all go through that because mm-hmm. we're imprinted upon initially just from our parents, our caregivers, our our, you know, teachers in school. So when, when we allow other people to define who we are, the waters of our own self-awareness become more and more muddied. And that's some of what we wind up having to untangle ourselves from. So I would say, you know, comparison is the quickest way to kill <laughs> the human spirit. I really exactly. I I stopped, I became aware, again, self-awareness, I became aware of how a lot of the social media accounts that I was following, particularly on Instagram when I first got on, a lot of them were making me feel like I could never be this person. And I never mm-hmm. could be that person because that person is not just working out 
for a half an hour a day. That person is getting surgeries. That person is using all sorts of unhealthy pills and concoctions. And, you know, it's just not an accurate view of how life is. So you have to realize when you're on social media, who are you following? If they're making you feel not like not good about yourself, you need to stop following them and follow accounts of people who are more, um, you know, relatable, more real. Yes. And uh, just to, on a side note, I was uh, watching some uh, YouTube video and uh, this guy was talking about how these health magazines now are incorporating people that are um, a little bit more uh, busty and, and not the hourglass figure or the, or the six pack because we believe that the human body should be uh, proportionate and six pack and skinny. But right. that doesn't mean you're healthy. You can be unhealthy and have that six pack and have a heart attack and eat healthy, but mm-hmm. really be like dead inside and depressed and, you know, having other health issues um, that that are not uh, talked about in those pictures because now being just a normal person, eating healthy, doing what you got to do, that that person could be actually healthier than, let's say, somebody that's starving themselves, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, three, four days a week and and trying to to look like that person that they look up to on Instagram. So I think going into the, you know, New Year's, it's getting a little bit out of hand, like with all the social media. So you're right. Follow the ones that, that work with your spirit, that puts something in your tank that keeps you going and not, not try to be unrealistic and go for that. You know, Hey, I gotta, I gotta have six packs within you know six weeks or seven weeks. It doesn't, yeah. it's just not easy. There's genetics, there's all kinds of stuff, but I'm using this as just a side example. Right. But, there are so many ty- of those types of accounts too. The, the accounts that make entrepreneurship like this, this glorified, <laughs> sexy, sexy thing. yeah. Oh my gosh. Cars and this, this three houses and this hot chick on your side. <laughs> they don't show you what really, what, what goes right. into entrepreneurship. So you have to be very careful about who you follow on social. Yeah. And especially with 2020, I know with the pandemic, at least for me, it's it's really opened up uh, my eyes and all the guests that I've had. um, I'm noticing more people are pretty much kind of being more awakened and all the stuff of being alone in our house, getting time to think and working on our hobbies and our talents and being happy instead of trying to go the grind nine to five cubicle or working two, three jobs. I mean, as humans, we're not designed to do that. It's going to cause stress and low self-esteem and things like that. Um, in your take, I know um, I was in your book, uh, you had mentioned something called um, the self-awareness bucket method. Uh, if you could quickly, I found this fascinating. If you can kind of uh, describe that to the audience uh, and and just kind of explain what that is from your from one of the chapters in your book. Yeah, sure. It's kind of the whole premise also that my coaching is based on also. So we will have these, I refer to them as buckets of life. So aspects of life that we want fulfillment in. So it could be romantic relationships, career, entrepreneurship. For some of us, it's parenting. Um, and so we tend to 
chase these different buckets and try to fill them individually. And what do we usually have? We have what my clients come to me with, which is they're settling in so many aspects of their life. They have maybe one bucket that's full, one that's kind of starting to fill, and then all these other buckets, though, that are spilling all over the place. You try to focus your attention on those other buckets and then the bucket that you turned your back to. So it's just it's this <laughs> never-ending, unsustainable chase. Right. So what I have found is that when you focus on just one larger bucket, which is self-awareness, when you get that bucket full to a certain level, it neatly spills over into all of your other buckets buckets of life that you want fulfillment in. And here's why real quick, because when you become self-aware, you start uncovering patterns of behavior, um, self-limiting beliefs. And these things don't just ever affect one aspect of their life, of your life. Mm -hmm. They usually affect multiple aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's why I was looking through it. I'm like, this is interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this on on the podcast because I think that is very true. I mean, we're always trying to grab to, you know, go to the next stage without actually living in the moment and and, uh, experience what we have today and being thankful and grateful for what we have. Um, But yeah, just to wrap up here, I mean, I'm going to give you the um, the last uh, word here. If you can kind of speak to the audience, the empaths and the highly sensitive people, you being an empath yourself, if if you can give us two tips on anyone that, that might be struggling uh, with self-awareness mm-hmm. for 2021 and going forward. What what can you tell them? Okay. Well, one thing is, and you touched on this earlier, keep a journal. And most people keep a journal for like today on into the future. Keep two journals. You want a journal that is for like when you take time to reflect on the past. So go back six months, go back to something that happened 10 years ago in your childhood and start to write down the feelings. What was it that happened? How did it make you feel? When you do this type of reflective journaling, it's when you start to get to the origins of those false truths that you subconsciously hold and those self-limiting beliefs that you subscribe to without even realizing it. And those are the things that really hold us back in life. When you do that past journaling, You can go to those situations and you can reframe them. And then you take that situation that once kind of crippled you in some way and turn it into either you neutralize it or you could even turn it into something that empowers you in the future. So not just regular journaling, but reflective journaling is huge. Um, And the other tip would be being aware of how you filter things. All of us have this kind of internal processor, right? And we're getting constant information. So if you get a piece of advice, like let's just say, for example, you know, someone says to you, oh, go harder, go home. It's meant as something that's um, motivative, but it might not motivate you just because it motivates other people doesn't mean it's going to motivate you. It might actually intimidate you. You might feel like, well, I can't go hard enough. I can't go as hard as this other person back to comparison. So I am just going to go home. Maybe this just isn't for me. So you have to be really aware and in tune and that the journaling helps with that of how you are processing things. So current journaling and reflective journaling. Yeah, I love that. And one thing I do want to point out, I know there's a lot of people that do say, okay, just do this and then you'll be okay. And then you'll get this result, Mm -hmm. but it's all, it's, it's all talk unless you put action into it. And the fact is, it's not easy. And let's face it, we don't want to do it. Like for me to pull out a journal every night and write, 
some nights I don't want to do it. Some nights I don't want to go to the gym. Some nights I don't want to eat healthy. And that's going to be okay. And there's, it doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, would you agree with that? That as long as you're putting in effort, you have accountability maybe from somebody. What is your take on that? It's, it's not meant to be perfect. You're not meant to be perfect. I'm not meant to be perfect. Um, progress. (laughs) Progress is not, sometimes progress is taking two steps forward and then three steps backward. And sometimes you need that backwards to catapult you forward five steps. So don't beat yourself up for the, you know, the days that you don't want to do it or when you feel like you're slacking, you're human. The quicker that you embrace the fact that you're human, the better off life in general will be. And that includes your pursuit to, you know, self-healing and personal growth. Yes, I love that. And just to give a quick example for me, I know like going to the gym is really, some days it's really tough. Mm -hmm. And as long as I get in my car and I just drive to the parking lot, that to me, I count actually as that as a win, even if I just work out for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm using this as an example as for everything that I do. The fact that I showed up and I could cross off on my journal that I did make the attempt to go to the gym. If right. I did that, I'm going to have more days that I actually went to the gym. Granted, if I did five minutes or two hours, it doesn't matter. The fact that I put my shoes on. Went out in the cold, drove to the gym, sat in the parking lot, walked in, walked out. That is a win for me. So I think I use that philosophy for myself and everything mm-hmm. that I do. That as long as you show up, you may not want to do it. As long as you do something like 5% towards your goal, right. you're going to get close. It took me months to make that that into a habit. And, and I think that could be done with any anything, correct? Absolutely. And you know, what you said is so huge. You're showing up for yourself because when you don't show up for yourself at all, that's what leads to then a whole onslaught of, oh, you know what? I'm just not cut out for this. It leads to this whole downward spiral of negative self-talk. So yeah, showing up for yourself. There, there are people out there that, you know, are scared to death just to step into a gym. So yeah, getting into the gym and just going on the treadmill or doing a little machine in the back for five minutes. Right. That's huge. You know what? Success and progress is in the eye of the beholder. So Mm -hmm. if that's success for you, if going up a flight of of stairs is success for you, celebrate it. Don't knock it. Right. I've actually been known to walk in, check in, and then walk out. I mean, I've done that a few times, mm-hmm. but just the fact that I pushed myself, I mean, that led to the fact that now it's seamless. I don't think about it. I just do it. And so that makes a lot of sense. Hey, Lisa, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You are a wealth of knowledge. But before we go, can you just give us uh, your website and where uh, we can find you on social media, if you don't mind? Sure. Thank you so much, Raj. So my website is www.lisalatimer.com. And you can also connect with me on Instagram at personal growth lifestyle. Excellent. Very inspirational, guys. Follow her. Um, that's why like, I chose you. I, I'm very particular about the guests that come on. I want somebody who's an empath who can really make an impact with the audience. And, and today, I believe you did that. Lisa, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much, Raj. You as well. Empaths, we're, we're definitely a special <laughs> group. <laughs> we got to stick together, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we broke in the new year. I hope everyone's uh, going on the right foot. Keep moving forward. If you can please uh, let me know how I'm doing and give me a review and share this uh, on Apple and just share this with uh, somebody that might need it to kind of give them a boost in the new year and keep moving forward. With that said, we 
are out. All right. You're listening to the on call.